Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Here we are. We're back, Pearls. Um, Portia's eating chicken, but, you know, it's all love, you know? This is not the cuisine show. Right. Okay. Um, So this is a reflection from Pearl Cliche. I am writing to expose and explore the point where racism and sexism meet. I am writing to help understand the full effects of being black and female in a culture that is both racist and sexist. I am writing to try and communicate that information to my sisters first, and then to any brothers of goodwill and honest intent who will take the time to listen. I am writing because five women a day are murdered by the men who say they love them. Mm. I am writing because rape is. I am writing because I am a daughter and a mother and a lover and a sister and a womanist. I am writing to understand. I am writing so I won't be so afraid. I am writing so I won't start crying again. I am writing because no one said the word sexism to me until I was 30 years old and I want to know why. I am writing to allow myself to feel the anger. I am writing to keep from running away from it or into anybody's arms. I am writing to find solutions and pass them on. I am writing to find a language and pass it on. I am writing, writing, writing for my life. Okay, so today we are going to talk about some of our favorite sheroes. Wait, before we talk about that, Jamie, Pearls, it's a very special day today. So I don't know what you're doing today, but I'm telling you what I'm doing today. It's Jamie's <laughs> birthday! <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. I received it. Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all shout that. Jamie out on Instagram, oh, on Twitter, you. on Facebook, and say happy birthday to her. She or is you can, just, you can just review our show on, on, on Apple Podcasts. Well, that's nice, too. We would appreciate you reviewing our show. That's nice, too. Um, and saying um, happy birthday in your review. And Portia had a birthday while we've been doing this show, too. So just say happy birthday. Just say happy lifetime to both of us. Yes. Um, in your review. We appreciate those reviews. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, thank you for hijacking my moment. We were talking about Shiro's. I know. But can we go back to that? Nope. Because, you know why? <laughs> because it's your birthday and it's important. We're going to get to Shiro's in a moment. <laughs> But I just want to say, because it's Jamie's birthday, and we're talking about Shiro's on the show, and I'm hijacking this moment from her. Yes, I am, because <laughs> I'm petty, and I can do that. Um, I just want to say that, Jamie, you are an inspiration. You are a light. You are a gift, and you are a joy to work with. It's been awesome watching you over the last, oh, my God, what, four years have we known each other? Um, five. five. Yeah, over the last five years. 2012 that we mm-hmm. rolled up here. It's been a joy just seeing you mature, maturate, just become the woman that you are today. Oh, well, watching you, you um, just moving about in grace and in life and in love. Mm-hmm. It's just been awesome to witness. I try to be graceful. So on the Shiro show, I want to first say thank you and tip my hat off to you. Oh, well, thank you, Portia. And um, I recognize your light, too. And That's I'm so right. excited that I've been able to do this show with you. It's <laughs> a great gift to me. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to Shiro's. We're going to be talking about Shiro's today. A Shiro, for those of you who are not aware, is a female hero. So sometimes we say heroine. Um, but we're going to say Shiro. So Shiro. a hero, when you put an S on the front of it. Um, and our sheroes that we're going to recognize today are women um, who have both passed on and women who are still with us today. Yes. 
Um, so, Miss Portia, I'll let you start. Um, you want to start with someone historic, or you want to start with somebody who's who's currently with us? Um, I'm going to live in the life of the resurrection and those who are alive first. Okay. Um, and then I will get to my in memoriam person after. Um, I would like to acknowledge someone who I've spoke about on this show before. Um, Oprah. Mm. I love Oprah. Um, she is definitely someone who I aspire to want to be like, particularly for the reasons that she was the first black woman that I've ever saw on a, on a TV. Wow. Um, and she's just she's just moved about this world, how she's just so giving of her heart as a humanitarian, watching her as a philanthropist, watching her build a school, watching her show every day at four o'clock when I get home from school with my mom. And so um, that was good bonding time for me and my mom was to watch the Oprah show. And so Oprah has been a big part of um, just my life and my journey. Um, her coming to... <laughs> Spellman in um, 2012 for my graduation, which I've talked about before, but also um, a moment that I've encountered with her um, personally, which is a little bit petty, but that's fine. Um, wait, does the petty pro belong to me or does it belong to you today? Is it because what is it? Oh, it's me. So I'll save that story. So we'll get back to that. But um, so I would like to just say that my shiro is Oprah Winfrey, who is alive. Um, but outside of Oprah Winfrey, I would also say who's connected to Oprah Winfrey mm -hmm. is Alice Walker. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely love and adore Alice Walker's writing. Alice Walker is the reason why I wanted to be a writer. Oh. Um, and I discovered Alice Walker by watching Oprah Winfrey in The Color oh. Purple. Uh -huh. And when I found out it was a book, I said, oh, I guess I need to go read it. Mm -hmm. I tried to read it um, when I first saw it. I was a little young and I didn't really get it. Mm -hmm. um, but I returned to it when I was about 15. Mm -hmm. And so um, it became the way that I read um, so I read it because everything started off, Dear God, and then she goes to Dear Nettie. And I learned how to appreciate my sister, who yeah. is um, another hero of mine, who's just something in my personal life, besides mm -hmm. my mom, uh, is my sister. And so I started writing letters to God because of the color purple. So I thank God for Alice Walker and her gift to the world through her writing. Um, I love her novels. Um, I, I do. And she's the founding mother of womanism. Mm -hmm. And so I just really appreciate Alice Walker um, as my shiro, as, as my live shiro's. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And are you doing your in memoriam now? No. Okay. I'm going to do all of mine at once, I think. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to start with our in memoriam ladies. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with um, Mariah W. Stewart, who I write about a lot. Um, and who was the subject of my master's thesis at um, in Divinity School. Um, so Mariah Stewart was born in 1803 in Hartford, Connecticut, and Portia and I are recording in Bridgeport, Connecticut, so we're not too far away. Um, and she was born a black, free woman. Um, and uh, so she ended up being orphaned by the age of five, um, got married, her husband died within three years. Um, and so when she was about 26, she went around and did a series of speeches around the Boston area. Um, and they were, she was the first woman of any race to speak before what they called promiscuous audiences, mm -hmm. which is audiences of both men and women. Um, and uh, right before she started this speaking tour, she also, she'd already been a Christian, but she really had this conversion experience where she realized that her, um, relationship with God was not just for her, but it was also for the liberation of her people. And so that was really what inspired her. And she had a lot to say um, about black women liberating themselves 
um, from oppression, um, about them uniting together and working together, about pursuing education, um, about suing for their rights. Um, and so she really is, in a lot of ways, this like foremother of like the black feminist or womanist idea. Um, and so she's really a shiro for me. Um, and then also someone else in memoriam. Um, and really into um, women who really fight for women's rights, but also who um, are not so confined by the rules that gender places on us. Mm-hmm. And I think Polly Murray really represented that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I just love the way that she, throughout her career, she always faced um, all these barriers because um, she was black or because she was a woman, and of course in many cases because of both. Um, but she never gave up and kept pursuing things. And um, when the Episcopal Church started ordaining women, which was really late in her life, um, she was the first black woman to be ordained as an Episcopal priest. Right. And I have a lot of feelings about the Episcopal Church. Um, I mean, just having been raised in Northern Virginia, which is really a, like a hub of um, the Church of England, the Episcopal Church, um, and really seeing the ways that they were um, uh, the best supporters and advocates for slave trade, for racism, um, for like hatred of lots of groups of people, not just black folks, but especially for black folks. Um, but then also just having been raised around that environment of the Episcopal Church, the Episcopal Church has some of the best liturgy, um, some of the best music, um, some really some some priests, not all, but some priests who really do a lot of um, really important work in the world um and so i just think it's so fascinating the way that we as black women are um called to ministry um in churches that never really wanted us like that Mm. (laughs) and yet we become like leaders and prophets to our people and i really think that that's something that sister polly murray um, was and of course Yale um, recently decided to name one of their dorms for Polly Murray, which I think is great and a step in the right direction mm-hmm. to actually um, finally have places that are named for the Black people who have made Yale um, what it is. But I'm going to push back to you, and then I guess I'll do my live person after you do your memorial person. That's probably the fair thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, my memorial persons, so I technically have two people. Okay, perfect. Um, so. Because I, yeah, so, because I said two people earlier, so, right. um, I would first say that one of my in memoriams is my grandma, Minnie. Oh, um, Yeah, my grandma, Minnie. I love her, like, a lot. Um, and my grandma, Minnie, passed when we were um, at Yale during mm-hmm. our first year. Um, and she really encouraged me, and she uh, grew up in Virginia, <laughs> and then she um, moved to Delaware, and she then moved from Delaware, because well, she met my grandfather in Delaware, and then she moved to Connecticut um, on a vacation that never ended, because oh. she was coming up to Connecticut to meet my grandfather for two weeks, and then she just stayed, and she never went home. <laughs> so um, my grandmother was very adventurous. She traveled the world. Um, like literally my grandmother traveled the world, not just like the country, but right. she's like the first person like that I know, like had, who had a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just so fearless. So um, my grandma's one. And then the other um, in memoriam is another writer and someone who Oprah really loves and is connected to Oprah. Um, and that is Dr. Maya Angelou. Yeah. I love her. Um, she has just been 
everything that I could have ever imagined, like in terms of just living a full life. Before she was a poet that we all know her as, she was also a dancer, she was a singer, she did some acting, she did some stage work. Um, someone who also traveled, she was a lover of life and she mm -hmm. just, and she was in community with other activists, other writers, other people who created culture. And so when I think about someone who lives a full life and knowing that you have different gifts and talents and knowing that your gifts and talents could be used in different seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. And like, she's like had multiple careers. Like, oh yeah. You know? It's and crazy. so I think about if when I, when it, when I come to die, don't just give me Jesus, <laughs> but in addition to giving me Jesus, also give me a life that was full where I can say, wow, I, I lived. Right. And so Maya Angelou, lived. Outside of just her writing, represents a woman who has lived, mm -hmm. and so those are the two people um, in memoriam who I would consider to be my sheroes. Okay, great. I'm just gonna do one living person, even though I have lots and lots and lots. Uh, I'll just well, I'll just say a few names. I'm Misty Copeland. I love her. Oh my gosh. I'm Ava DuVernay. I'm let's see who else. I'm. Uh, Diane Nash is still alive. I love Diane Nash. I always say she lived my life um, because <laughs> I really am that like super respectable like black woman, but I'm gonna protest on you. So like, don't you try me. And that's exactly, I think like who she is. Um, and so I love Diane Nash. Um, but my person who I'm gonna name as my like main person is Janet Mock. And I when, love her. Right, and yes. so, um, and this is another like gender thing that's really interesting to me. Um, when I was, you know, like, I guess like in like college or whatever, um, you know, if I would go home and visit my parents, my dad is like a huge MSNBC junkie, you know, so I would always see Janet Mock, you mm -hmm. know, as one of the commentators. And, you know, I would listen to her. I thought she was cool, like whatever. Um, and so then one day, maybe like I was on Twitter or something. This is when we were in divinity school. And I don't know how it was that it came up, but I was like, oh, she's transgender. Like, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I called my dad and he was like, really? <laughs> and it's like one of those like interesting things um, because, you know, what I love about her, she's another person who she's a writer. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. an activist. And I really think she's a role model. Yeah. Um, and she's gorgeous, her hair. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> And I'm, you know, I just love everything that she represents. I'm mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, we are Black women, um, and that's the fullness of who we are. And I think, like, I really treasure that. I love being a Black woman. Um, at the same time, I'm um, a preacher. I'm an educator. I'm a student. I'm a scholar. I'm a daughter. I'm a, um, a I'm a friend. I'm, um, and it's like. What I love about the journey that she's on is like, yes, she is a transgender black woman in America. And that's not even the most interesting thing about her. No. Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, and to me, that's what it really is all about. I think with all these women who we've named, we love them because like they're at the top of their game and it like doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, they are black women and we celebrate that and we honor that. Um, but also they're just dope. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just naming them because they're black women. Like, no. we're naming them because they're, like, really, like, dope people. Yes, they are. Um, And I think all the women who we've named really, like, represent that. That, like, being a woman in America, um, they try to make it a barrier on our success. Uh, mm -hmm. Being black in America, they try to make it a barrier on our success. Um, being anything, like, on the gender, like, spectrum that's not considered to be normative. They try to make that a barrier on our success. And yet we rise and we're here and we're winning and um, we bring other people with us. And I think that's the other thing about all these women who you've named and who I've named. They were about empowerment for all the people, not just for themselves. And I think that's pretty cool. 
Um, I want to hear this petty story, though. Okay. <laughs> so um, in light of all that we have talked about, and I think this is a great um, culmination of the show, what I'm about to share. So um, back in the year of maybe it was like 2009, 2010-ish, um, well, Color Purple was on Broadway the first time, not the revival, uh-huh. but the first time. Um, and my sister's friend, Zanya, was actually, it was her opening night at Sealy. Uh-huh. And so, because it was a new Sealy, and um, uh, Shaka Khan, who I love, uh-huh. uh, who was like, it mean another life. <laughs> Shaka Khan was, um, she was Sophia, and BB <laughs> Winans was Harpo. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but, so during intermission, um, you know, there were so many different celebrities that were there, and we had really good seats in orchestra, you know, because we just, you know, mm-hmm. we, that, we, that, we that family, you know, we got it right. like that. So a couple rows ahead of us was Cicely Tyson, was Gail King. Funny, Erica uh, Campbell was there. We talked about Erica Campbell. <laughs> show, oh, Erica, who I actually did take a picture with. Um, and I mean, there was like all different people. Like George Clooney was there, and like it was cool. But at just a few rows ahead, I'm walking up because it's Oprah Winfrey. I'm getting my picture with Oprah. Mm. Right? Ha So I walk up. And I just, you know, I'm trying to get to Oprah, but there's this lady with this really big, obnoxious church hat <laughs> who I'm trying to get to, but I can't get to her. I can't, you know, can't get, can't get to Oprah because this lady with this hat is in front of me. And so I'm just like, excuse me, excuse me. You know, really, I'm like, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm trying to be real sweet. Like, can I see Oprah, please? <laughs> you know, can you please? So I'm like trying to snap my pictures. This is before camera phones were advanced. Right. I get a really crappy picture of Oprah. That's not the point. So I got to the place where I got so frustrated. I said, excuse me, lady, with your big, obnoxious church hat. Can you move? Now, mind you, like I said, this is orchestra level in the theater. Okay, Jamie, in the theater. And I said, can you move? Lady turns around, looks at me. You'll never guess who it was. Patty LaBelle. (laughs) (laughs) So Patty LaBelle. Looks me straight in the face and I'm like, oh, I said, you're Patty LaBelle. And she's like, yes, I am, dear. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just felt so bad. Cicely Tyson just looks up at me like, who is this disrespectful child? And then like an Oprah, like they just all just look at me. And I didn't even get my picture. I was so upset. I just walked back to my seat. The lights were flashing because it's time to start the show again. And so I am like. PO'd for the rest of like the night and my family's like what's wrong I was mad because I didn't get my picture with Oprah I disrespected Patty <laughs> it was just a, a, a but that's like a black royalty situation I mean it's like kind of like a really awesome story and a really terrible story all rolled up in one <laughs> so the petty the pettiness in the story was me I was petty and I got checked that night um, and so my parents had a joke one year. So the file, cause we went for Christmas. So then the following year, a few years later, we went to see Fela and Patty LaBelle was in Fela. And my parents were like, this is your time to redeem yourself and to apologize to Patty backstage. Didn't happen. But I say that all to say, y'all, you just never know who you might encounter out here in these streets. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at just two pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.